Episode 8, Long Road to Ruin. As we find our way through the winds of time, so much of who we are is left behind. But if we think it is forgotten, it hollows you out and leaves you rotten. Well, nice. did we good. Good. Like, Yeah, real nice. Welcome back to Girls Who Don't D&D. I'm your Dungeon Master, Corey. And with me again are the girls who don't D&D. They are... Hey, I'm Indy playing Freya. Yay! Yes. We're so proud of you. We're so proud. <laughs> well done, Indy. Uh, and... Stacey playing Karin. And... Lana playing Morrigan. It's magic to be all back together again here in the Fortress of Doom slash garage that is under my house for a return to the land of Kaylee. We're really getting back into the swing of things now, so I'd like to thank some of the people who've reached out and said hi. I had a nice chat with Azarillo through our Instagram account, uh, which is at girls who don't D&D. And... Uh, Azarillo put me on to another D&D podcast called Tabletop Vanguard. And if you think we're too long between episodes, they have. You'll love them because they have already done 80 episodes. In wow. The, I think in the same amount of time we've done 10. So before I finish speaking, they've probably knocked off 90 or 100. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, who would you like to say hey to? I'd like to say thank you and hello to Trixie. Um, thank you for being connected to our story. And thank you for looking forward to listening to our episodes. I hope you enjoy the next few. It'll be great. That was so well done. I would like to shout out Katie from the NT. Um, thank you for sending us a message on Instagram and thank you for saying that we're doing a great job. Really appreciate that. Yeah, we're not going to shout out anybody who says you guys suck, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd just be like a few, like, um, and I would just like to say to Bill, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fact, man. If you would like to hear us respond to our hate mail, please check us out on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Girls who hate you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fair chance whoever is writing that sort of stuff to us has a long list of girls who hate them already. <laughs> <laughs> Stace, oh, who would you like to throw uh, out to? Mary Rosa, Mary, Marie Rosa, I think it's meant to be, um, asked. Ah, I know, I never even, that's my thing. If you write your name without any punctuation, no, you so are whatever it I says. I was like, oh, Marie Rosa. And I was like, oh, maybe it's Marie Rosa. Rosa Art uh, uh, for just like the really nice comment and being excited because we're excited. <laughs> uh, remember, if you'd like to say something nice to us, you can find us in the usual socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or just write a review. And hopefully when we're randomly Googling ourselves, which we do far more often than we should, uh, <laughs> we'll find it. We really do appreciate it. And please feel free to pass this on to anybody else you think might get a kick out of the show. Now, we had a big shock at the end of our last episode, at least I thought it was. Uh, so before we get rolling, what was the biggest shock your character has had so far? I have a doppelganger, an evil goddamn doppelganger that has taken over my life, and that's just damn rude. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Because this one, and I'm pointing at Freya here, this one didn't trust me because all of a sudden there was another one of me, and immediately the stranger is the one you trust, not the one you've been with all this time. Hey, I just trust my senses. <laughs> I've got talking sword. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. That mm. sword's been with her longer than you have. Yeah. I'll listen to the sword too. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Karin, what was the biggest shock your character's gone um, through? That I've been ripped through 400 years of time. Yeah. Left behind a family. Uh, that's pretty big. Yeah. Still, still hanging on to that, are we? Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't really let that go. <laughs> Haven't moved on. Sure, it's been 400 years for Harkon, but it hasn't been 400 years for me. Uh, all right, then. Are you ready to play? Mm-hmm. I'm sure quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Just quickly eat this mint. <laughs> we used our excitement before it was recorded. <laughs> Fine, here we go. <laughs> it's just three girls, a dragon, and a handful of dice. Some guys telling stories, I'm sure they'll be nice. There will be monsters 
monsters and magic and fire and ice but it's mostly three girls a dragon and dice When we left our story, our heroes were still in the dilapidated town of Caradryl's Fall, having survived the night in the town's church before effectively deciding to destroy it, smashing windows and lighting it on fire. So there'll be probably no repercussions for that. But, surprisingly, that was not the end of their troubles. After saving Father Robert Saint-Denis, they all prepared to leave Caradryl's Fall to find a city to the east, where Robert said there was another priest who could help Freya with the soul still trapped within her Tomb Raider-esque leather-clad frame. So off they went. They made it about half a block before being surprised by the sudden appearance of yet another Morrigan. This one looking decidedly more regal and well-dressed as she stepped out from the Justicar portal with her trusty and possibly long-suffering sidekick, Lieutenant Menteith. Of course, everyone scurried to hide, but our original Morrigan, a.k.a. the probably not evil Morrigan, was a little slow to react, and as she ducked down behind the town's notice board, she managed to touch one of the many talking posters, which loudly drew attention. Stupid, However, stupid. <laughs> Father Robert chose that precise moment to bravely direct Queen Morrigan's attention back to him, and she killed him for it. Zap, gone, dead. The spell she cast is called Power Word Kill, and I think it's safe to say you don't get access to that spell easily. Ladies, from where each of you are hidden, you can still see the Queen standing on the portal, peering into the snow-covered street, trying to make something out of the moonlit shadows. Captain Menteith has started walking slowly towards you. His heavy sword... He's already drawn. What would you like to do? Run. Perception well, check. Sneak attack. Yeah, sneak attack. Indeed. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. And that's the end of Freya. Uh, Thank you guy, and good night. This guy is huge. He is bigger than all of you for starters. Jesus. He's fucking massive. He's aggressive looking. Yeah, you guys need to solve this pretty quickly. Fucking run. That's all we're going to do. We have to. Thank you. Now She's going to point and die. Run. Are we running in the direction that we were originally heading? Should we split up? No! Okay, no, we'll... <laughs> All right, figure it out. How are you going to get moving? Well, if we go in the direction that he was originally taking us to, which is hopefully the town, um, is, is, that still, is that still away from Scary Giant Dude with the creepy me? Yeah, you don't have to go past him to get out of this place, like directly past him probably backtrack and take a different angle right, out of the town. Okay. The part is that's important, I guess, is how are you going to explain this to each other before you leave? Tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Our mind games. Mind games. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Mind games. This is mind game talk now. Let's yeah. run. Let's run, bitches, and we're not splitting up. Let's go east. Okay. Let's what go way's east? east? Excellent idea, ladies, says the voice of Queen Morrigan in your <gasps> mind. No! Now, let's be thoughtful about this. Give me my gems, and most of you will be left to live out your days. Sadly, I think we both realise we can't have two of me, so you, the lesser of two Morrigans, will have to be dealt with. But otherwise, this can end peacefully. She can only hear us. In her head, so it hasn't given up your location. That's we really crazy. Changed. I hate that so much. <laughs> I don't like people listening to my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Are we close next to each other? Uh, reasonably close, yeah. Oh, okay. We right. look at each other and signal. Right. I'm going to say... With my mouth, I say, girls. <laughs> oh, so you're actually going to speak? I'm speaking aloud. All right. But girls. quietly. This bitch is in our heads. That sneaky bitch. Let's, let's do that good old false thing that we do, right? So we'll say in our minds, all right, fine. We'll give you the gems, just leave us alone. What we're really going to do is fucking bolt to the east. 
I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally with that. Um, <laughs> but hypothetically, hypothetically, if I was to take a blade and just like just shear off that layer of skin with the tattoo, um, does that solve that problem? Solves a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and yours or hers? Yeah. <laughs> Mine. Oh. Well, then how are we going to... She has the same tattoo. Until we can get that tattoo changed, we're screwed. Let's not be hasty with the tattoo situation. And she can only hear us. It's like there's a radar on this thing, like a, yeah, like a radio, like, isn't there? No, it's not like she's not like some sort of submarine. She's not out there. Like, bing, bing. Yeah, yeah. Like she, that's only because we're close to her. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a range on this as well. Yeah, there's a range. Yeah, but, but that means that any time that she's in within range of us and we're not aware that she's in range with us, she could hear us. Yeah, but we're always talking loud. Okay, right, sorry. Um, so you're going to tell us to, okay, let's go west and we're going to still go east? No, we're going to tell her we're coming to give you the gems. Just leave us alone. Oh, okay. But cool. we're going to run. All right, um, well, then I'm going to telepathically send a, please don't do this. I'll I'll turn myself and the gems in. Just let them go. And I'm giving her a thumbs up. I'm like, <laughs> now, Captain Menteith, Captain Menteith is still walking towards you anyway. Uh, give me a deception check. Please. All of it? No, it only needs to be Morrigan. She's the one saying the actual phrase. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, a 20. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, plus six, by the way. Yeah, that should have been good. That's great. Yeah, that um, it's, been good. it's a three for those of you that don't, you know, lie. Cheap. <laughs> cameras in the, in the dungeon. Um, three plus six is, is nine. You hear her speak very clearly in both forms this time, inside your head and out loud. Oh, that's creepy. And all she says is, Captain, get me my gems. And he starts running. Fine, we're running too. Yeah, run. We're run. all running. Run. All right. Wait. No. We're not running. What do you mean we're not running? We are running. I just think that he doesn't know that I'm a druid and he doesn't. He's look, they're looking for specific people. Uh-huh. Can't I throw you on my back as a bear, run into the woods, and then you consider a delu- like an illusion to look like something else that they just misses entirely? And we just don't think. We have really terrible history with the whole, like, deception illusion thing. All right, fine, we're running. We can run with the bear. That would be fantastic. I feel like you'd be a lot quicker. I don't know. How fast can bears run? Faster Quite than fast. us. Quite yeah. fast. Oh, then fuck, I'm turning into a bear. <laughs> Girl, jump on! <laughs> I don't know how fast I can run while being ridden by two people, but I still think you could I'm be a right. a pretty big bear. I'm with that. I'd love that. And the girls jump on and we run to the east. To the east of the village, there's a little travelled path through tall pine trees. If the moment were not what it is, it would be beautiful. Snow oh. falling softly, wind blowing gently. But instead, it's a long path with no clear end that becomes darker as the trees grow taller. So here's how this bit's going to work. The lieutenant is going to chase you. Now he may not be as uh, fast as a bear, but of course you're running through difficult terrain, so it actually slows you down. You don't really have much of a head start either. He was pretty much on top of you. I was going to have him counting down how close he was, but you guys just kept talking. So he's right on top of you, and then he sees a bear run. So that may give him a bit of shock. You don't know whether the queen has decided to chase you as well. Perhaps this is beneath her. Perhaps those gems mean too much for her to stay behind. Quick reminder, you currently only have two gems. The other three went over the side of the ship called the Harpy's How. Either way, you will have to try and get away from Captain Menteith. Now, you can turn and fight him if you want to, uh, but you can run too, of course. Consider what skills you have and how you can use them to escape. As you pick a skill, I'm going to match that with a counter skill, one that he has. For example, you might choose nature. His response might be to use his insight skill. Uh, a number of successes will help you avoid being captured. A number of fails will probably not go well for you. There are a few ways this can end. One, you succeed enough to lose the hunter. 
Two, you fail too much. Best not think about that. Or three, you could just leave the gems behind and run. Did we give up Dutch for that? Yeah, a little like, bit. Like, ah, fuck you, Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the voice of my mother had said that I really had to grab it. And now, oh, the voice of your mother. I forgot about yeah. her. And I know nothing else about my past, so I'm really clinging Cling to that. Cling to the gems. Can you imagine, though, if we're just like, we're going to give up the gems. <laughs> just moved on with this game. I would be tackling Freya, taking the other one and running away from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a look at your skills. You're going to be um, in a bit of a skill challenge against Menteith. Pick what you think you can use to get away from him. Do I have to do my bear skills? Uh, yes, you have to use the skills of the bear. So I've only got one skill as a bear. Deception. Oh, that one, that just means you get your normal skills unless it has better skills in one area. So sometimes, yeah, the bear's perception skills might be better than your perception skills. Um, can I please use my persuasion to yell at him, leave us alone, <laughs> please. That's it, just... <laughs> please, go away. <laughs> plus five. All right, give it a roll. 17 plus five. That's pretty good. That's 22. That's pretty good. That's he responds with, uh, with his history skills, strangely enough. Um, and he says to you, with every word you say, uh, all I can hear is who you really are, what you are. You are a threat to our plans. Your people shall not be given a new place in history. They shall stay in the past. Mm. But you have succeeded in getting further away from him because he may be able to talk to you right now, but he slowed down to go through his little rant right there and you got a little bit further away. That's actually a success. Well done. Thank you. Fool. Clever. I imagine else? him like shaking his fist while he says it. He's like staying in the snow like, I no place in the new place for you. It's a big moment for me sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> dude, they, they just got further away. They're riding a bear. You can't My stop moment. for a speech. <laughs> Who else would like to have a go at getting a bit further away? Can I use that minor illusion thing to create like an image of a person? And then use my deception skill to, um, but I basically want to create like the other Morrigan, like behind him, and have her yell at him to distract him, so we can get a bit further away. Ah. Okay, uh, you can do that. I will give you advantage on your skill check for your deception. Should help you a lot. Two d twenties. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my plus six because my deception's plus pretty good. Six. Yeah. Okay. I rolled a thirteen and fourteen, so that's fourteen plus six, twenty. Oh, twenty-two. So, uh, no? Uh, no, he beats you on this one. Yeah, okay. He says, don't try and put one past me, little girl. I've hunted you before, and I won't fall for the same lies again. And he gets a little bit closer. No, He's hunted I'll, you before, I know, though, I know. so I find I'll look that into that later. I, I, we're running for our lives. I shouldn't... <laughs> I don't have time to talk about this. <laughs> I, really, like, <laughs> I want to turn around and be like, can we just sit down? I just have some questions. <laughs> um... Okay, Frey. Keep in mind, you don't have to look for something you're really, really good at because he has similar sort of stats. There are areas he's better at and whatever. So if you've only got like plus one, even if it's a zero, you're still going in a roll. No, it's just like my bear skill is only perception. That's all I got. No, no, you still use all your other ones. The the perception one would replace yours if it was (gasps) better. If it's better. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay, well, in that case, intimidation. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, just stop in your tracks, turn around. Yeah, I'm going to do what Indy said, (laughs) and it will work. I want almost like a wind to be coming out. I want breath, like wind, and like spit is flying out, and my eyes are angry. Yes. And then we stand up on the back. Yes! Oh, my God, she's got a sword of deception she's holding up. I'm standing up. She's on my shoulder. Morrigan's got a flame in her hand. Oh, draw that picture. Yes, flames. Swords, yes. Mm. Intimidation, rah. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait for this roll. Let's see what it is. I'm so scared. It's going to be a 20. It's a 16. It's not bad, plus your intimidation. Oh, crap, it's only one. 17. 17. He sees you turn around Uh-oh. and charges mm. at you. What? 
and that was a mistake on his behalf. <laughs> <laughs> He almost, it's, it's the right move from his perspective because he is actually very athletic and he's decided to just charge at you and try and tackle you at the same time as you've turned around to roar at him. Uh, he bounces off and flings a, flies against a tree uh, and you are in the position to get further away from him again. That's two successes and one failure. That's pretty cool. Good job, guys. That was nice. That felt really strong, That guys. was nice. I really I like liked it. that. What other options have you got? So am I, am I still like... In raw mode, or have, can I just well, try and just keep running Well, he's just bounced off you now. now, so now it's whatever you want to do next. Just gonna, we're going to keep running, but we're going to try and just keep okay, running. Okay, well, that would probably be athletics. It's plus five athletics. Even as a bear, you're athletic. You are being ridden by two people, so you know what? I'm going to give you disadvantage for this one. That was a dick move. It yeah. was, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. You got to roll two. You got to roll two and two. Yeah. The D stands for dungeon master, yeah. so. <laughs> D stands for dickhead, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I've got Vinny in me. It's not me, it's not me. Two and fourteen. One's a two. It's <laughs> a two. All righty. Oh, but plus five, seven. He stands up and he roars back at you as if you just roared at him a second ago. He's, the guy he's, did. Yeah, he's still back up. He, he's disappointed with himself, I'd imagine, for thinking he could take on a bear. But he stands back up and rather than being intimidated by you as a bear now, he actually thinks, I'll just step up another notch. He roars at you and starts running back towards you. And only ends up with an 11 if you weren't at disadvantage. If only you... Weren't at disadvantage. Anyway, that's a success for him. No, I heard ya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going to mark that down as a failure for you. For listeners at home, Stacey is glaring at our dungeon master right now. <laughs> yeah, call me a dick master and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Still, it's pretty tight at this stage. It could go either way. I have an idea. Up ahead, I see, as we are running, this really dead tree limb over the top of us. And I'm going to use my acrobatics to jump up, pull it down, and jump back onto the bear, and it stops him in his tracks. Okay, let's see what happens with oh, that hold one. Hold on. What? As we are running. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I guess. guess no, so the bear's going, and you just jump over a rude limb, and he's meant to be like, what? I'm Pulls it snap down. it off. Oh, you snapped the tree. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to impress him with a mad trick, and he's going to be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on, what? <laughs> I'm probably going to just take all my leather off and stand in the back of the bed. We're going to flash him. Uh, but I'll try this first, eh? Hey? All right, give me an acrobatics check. 18 plus 6. Damn. Uh, he's rolled an eight. He has plus six on his response as well. He drops his shoulder and charges towards the tree you've just pulled down, hoping that it'll just blast straight through it. Uh, as you get further away in the distance, you hear a, <laughs> when it doesn't work. <laughs> so that is definitely another success Yay. for you. Can, can, okay, what about, like, is it is it insight perception or investigation to... Try and figure out, like, a, a path to, like, throw him off. Mm, I think at this stage it would be perception. All right. Is it okay if I try that? Mm, go for it. I've got no ideas now. All right, give me a perception check. That is a 14. His response to that is to try and find... He's watching you trying to find a pathway through the bush as well, and he decides to do exactly the same thing and steps off the path as well as if to sneak his way around. Unfortunately, he's abysmally bad at stealth which is the skill that he used to reply with. Uh, Because he's wearing this heavy armour, so you just hear him clanking through the bushes (laughs) around the side, and it does help you get just that little bit further away from him. Because he can't see us now. Another success. It is indeed another success. What a good night, girls. How many successes (laughs) do we need? Corey won't tell us. Yeah. Oh, you won't tell us. Okay, cool. I I, I may tell you. You're you're one away. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, he can't hear our thoughts. It's only you don't know whether he can, but at this at this stage, there's been no, no indication, indication as to whether he can. That's right. Surely not. He's not high up enough. He treats he he's treated with like such disrespect. And I haven't got the wind in me anymore. <laughs> I couldn't blow him away. You still do, but <laughs> I, I don't do. think you, you, you still do. You never got rid of any of these things. Okay. All of you still have the things. I'm that gonna came fart. What? I don't think in the. <laughs> Like a smelly one. I think the fart might help him find you, if anything. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do something like stealth to, now that he can't visibly see us, get to a place where he doesn't know that we are? I think in this one, because you're riding the bear, we're going to do a group stealth check. So we'll roll, all three of you can roll stealth. We'll add that together. 13 plus 6, I've got 19. 3 plus 1, 4. Not good, because I'm the ride. Four, four plus one. All right. Divided by three, because there are three of you. This is a little bit different to how this is normally done, but I thought, why not try it? Uh, and if my math wasn't abysmal, you'd have your answer by now. <laughs> uh, rounded down, that's a nine. Uh, in response, uh, Captain Menteith stops for a moment, um, steps back, Tilts his ear, sniffs the air. He's trying to find you using his uh, perception skills. Ew, what is he that he can sniff us out? Human. I mean, we can smell things. First of all, Freya just farted. (laughs) (laughs) That's just reasonably common now from that. You would have to try real hard. (laughs) He could be just smelling your fear. And we haven't showered since this game began. (laughs) True. Actually, check that. We should do that next. And he has for want of a better phrase, sniffed you out. So he comes bursting through the trees and charges you. I'm going to get him to go again for that one. He's going to charge you and see if he can knock you off the bear. Give me a strength check. Karin. Karin for that one. And you've got all your bear stats for that because you're stronger as a bear. Okay, cool. So then 14. He rolled, he rolled a 16. He charges into you and knocks all of you over. I'm not going to say he knocks you prone. You can land on your feet, any of those sort of things. Actually, give me a dexterity check and we'll see how you land. One plus four. Freya, one plus four. You've been knocked down. I'm on my ass. Oregon. <laughs> Five plus one. You are also on your ass. Karin, <laughs> are you on your bare ass? <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> Eleven, sorry, eleven. It is eleven. The bear stays up. So we're going to count that as another success for Menteith and a fail for you. Now you're all standing right next to each other. What would you like to do? We're going to circle him. <laughs> we should circle him. He can't fight us all at once. Like what, 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 <laughs> we're going to line up and be like, all right, fight us one on one. I reckon we should just circle him and go hell for leather. <laughs> that laugh tells me otherwise. <laughs> we can't fight us all at once. Yeah, he thinks he can. Yeah, but if we're if we're not in his sight, he has some eyes in the no, back he, of his he, head. He's not a teacher. He can right. just. <laughs> He's not my mum. You're not my mum. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking. I fight. think we should surround him and bite him and all just at once. He can't fight us all at once. Is my sword of deception talking to me? Talking, no. But the sword was nervous. It had seen men teeth in action before. The sword could tell the girl must have forgotten because. Because in this moment, she felt no fear. But the sword knew more, much more. The sword remembered hiding as they both tried to escape the brute's chase from the treasury, darting between shadows, slipping between cracks, and falling into a dark place. A strangely unguarded passage, winding beneath the white city of the elves. How did the elves allow such a beast to be among them? They trudged through dim tunnels looking for light, 
and then a soft flicker beckoned. Rounding the corner, the shadows on the ground formed thin lines that reached back into metal bars. A cell of sorts. Two lean elves stood inside. They looked weary, old, unusual for elves who rarely seemed to age. Hungry. Their sullen eyes saw her though. Just a touch of hope still remained in them. And then the storming anger of Menteith thundered towards them. No time to run. The girl found the point of least light and faded from sight. But she could hear every word as the beast filled the entrance of the room. She heard him taunt them, belittle what was left of them, mock that speck of hope. The sword saw unbridled disdain in this man. Pitiless inhumanity. The product of power without wisdom. And then the man spoke again. And tonight, we finally take your souls, he smiled, without a moment of mercy. I will savour your loss, he said, as he turned to leave. So no, the sword wasn't talking. It hasn't said anything to you, no. <laughs> it's saying, he's a little bitch, get him. <laughs> but it's ready to go. It's so ready. It's okay, I'm going ready in. To go. Let's go. All right, let's roll initiative. Roll? Oh my God, let's roll initiative. 10 plus 3, 13. 13. 13 plus 1, 14. Oregon, 14. Karin. 13 minus 4. Your bears don't get you by surprise, apparently. So I'm just going last, that's Nine. all. Yeah, and he's going first. Okay, he will try to hit Morrigan first. Do you guys all remember how many hit points you had last time? Uh, 23. 14? 26. Okay. That's why I was not enthusiastic for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a rest. That's right, I've got some sweet berries. I'll picture right up. I might just sit back down on my ass. <laughs> all right, so he tries to hit you. He tries to hit you with his great sword. Not that great, apparently. It's only an 11. He's managed to swing at you and miss. Uh, he's as skilled as I am. Yeah, he's probably. Well, he's, he's also just getting up from the fact that he's charged a bear yeah. and everything like that. But he's swung and he's chipped into the tree next to you, missed you entirely. Uh, Morrigan, that does put you next. What a loser. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, taunt him. That'll go well. Uh, this character was made by a listener. Oh, the what? one you're fighting against. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is sick. That is cool. So, Screw you for trying to kill us. But. Yep, so thanks going out to uh, Handbeck for this one. Oh, that is so awesome. Uh, it might seem awesome, but they've actually put some things in place that are bad for you. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> this may be one of them. They, this All is right. a way of ending the podcast. <laughs> they were like, I really hate this podcast, so I made this character that would kick your ass. All right, I have two first level spells and one second level spell left. Um, last time we upgraded our characters, I added a, we'll change one of my spells to the chromatic orb and I can hurl a four inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature that you can see within range. Range is 90 feet. Uh, you choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder for the type of orb you create and then make a ranged spell attack against target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage of the type you choose. Plus six to hit against armor class. Give me a d20 and let's see whether you hit. Tell me his armor class. I will if you hit him. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you roll? Eight. Plus six. Uh, what type of damage were you sending his way? I wanted wanted to choose acid if this succeeds because that sounds... Nasty. Yeah. Uh, so a spray Brutal. of acid goes flying. It's still an orb, but it goes flying over his shoulder. It bounces off the armor a little bit and when it should splash, it doesn't do so and keeps flinging past him. Uh, Freya, what would you like to do? I'm going to cut off his left leg. That seems very specific. <laughs> All right, let's okay, go for let's it. Go. Let's see if you can hit him. Sword of Deception. Here we go. <laughs> Five. Uh, <your> sword. <laughs> Plus seven. 
So it's a 12. And no, no, that does absolutely nothing. It uh, bangs yeah. off. He's extremely thick and strong and at times loud when you hit it with a sword armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Karin, the mighty bear. I'm going to do a multi-attack. I love it. Which is the bear makes two attacks, one with its bite and one with its claws. So I'm going to assume that my mouth is big. It's bear big. It's as big as a bear. We're Australian. We don't have bears here, so I'm just trying to... I'm just, <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're a koala. <laughs> like, do you mean like koalas? Like, we don't have bears here, so like a brown bear. Well, we have a lot of American listeners in there. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like, it's a bear. No, you're right. I should have the whole time gone, it's a koala. And you cruel people <laughs> for riding a koala into battle. <laughs> but as we all know, if you've ever been anywhere near a koala, uh, one of the key and things... now everyone has chlamydia. Yeah, you so all have chlamydia because that's sadly th- rife throughout koalas. Let's not even think about that. And they love pissing on people. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what I have. I'm a brown There's bear. such sweet things. Please visit our country. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a mouth diameter? I want a mouth diameter. Grizzly's mouth gape can measure around 30 centimetres. Thank you so much. Now, could you Google the average male human head? Could you just say you want to bite his head off? He is wow. also wearing a very you large You take these helmet. things very literally and you, you really consider like the, these things. You're like, your mouth's not big enough yeah, for that. Yeah, you could bite some of his head off, but he is wearing a helmet. It's a large Well, I was thinking of going over the top and just being like, and then using my bite and my claws. My claws were going to like swipe down his shoulders. My mouth was going to pull up on the head and be like, and rip it off. It sounds good. At this stage, it sounds like you're going to need your claws to push his head to make it smaller so you can get your head around it. Well, yeah, because that's part of my <laughs> other one. Is that one is bite and one with claws. So All I'm right, just going to Give me the bite. Tear. Let's see if you can bite most of his head off. Okay. Apparently. 15 plus five to hit. Yep. So 20, that does hit. Yes. You latch onto his helmet your mouth. Now bite. 1d8 plus 4. 8. 12 points of damage. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, his helmet stays on, but you create a sizable dent in the side of it, and uh, it's probably very uncomfortable to wear. He may have difficulty getting it back off. You also have, as part of your multi-attack, your claws. 11. Uh, but the claws is plus 5. That does not get through, no. Great, so we dinted his helmet. So you oh, no, you did damage. You did 12 points of damage to him. Okay. How many points has he got? How many has he got? He's got much more than that. <laughs> well, I figured. <laughs> I figured just one bite from a grizzly bear where you're wearing, you know, a tank uh, <laughs> isn't too bad for him. Okay. But you heard him. Well, I, but, but he, my, steps back, he steps back and politely says, lovely attack, giant bear thing. <laughs> I'm impressed by you. you there will be songs written of you and we will sing them <laughs> as I drink in the many halls of, uh, of our valour. You've done better than all of us, including him, because we've all failed. Okay. That's true. He so didn't you've done it. Some Oregon. It is, however, his turn, and he donks the side of his helmet a little bit <laughs> to straighten it back up of his hand, <laughs> turns to the bear and says, I'll deal with you in a minute, and turns back to Morrigan and takes a big swing. Morrigan, what is your armor class? And don't forget, you have skin that is uh, merged with the lighthouse from... Way back. My armor class is 17. So each time that successfully or unsuccessfully has an impact, we're going to roll to see if that goes astray. And it does. Of course that it is does. the last time that will be of any benefit to you whatsoever. And it actually wasn't much of a benefit this time either because he has hit you. Yep. And that is a total of 11 points of damage. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. The lady's spoken. No. no. Mm. She said um, no. 11 points of damage. How many have you got left? Three. Whoa. Yeah. You didn't let me sleep. 
I get a little cranky and a little near death when I don't sleep. <laughs> In general. <laughs> and a little near death. <laughs> uh, good news is, Morrigan, it is your turn to respond. Okay. Can I use command to tell him to drop the sword, because he's holding the sword, and then pick that up for myself? Oh, yes. You've done that to Freya and it worked. I did, didn't I? You made her drop the sword of deception. I just want to check, because you said it's heavy. Am I going to be able to lift this thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Forged in Fire. Sort of anime you've been watching, haven't you? <laughs> I can't <Wow>. get it. <laughs> I've been watching Forged in Fire. They made these six-foot swords. I'm like, I wouldn't, that would be, that's taller than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be. This is a very long sword. Okay, that's, that's fine. Um, okay, what do I have to do for the Oh, attack save is wisdom 14. So it's a save. Okay, so I roll that one and I try to beat 14, 14. and I've got his bonus right here. And he gets an 18 total, so he ignores your command. Mm, and I waste another ah. spell. Huh. That was a good plan, though. That was a good plan. I have good plans. I don't have good follow-through. So Morrigan yells out, drop the sword, and he just laughs at you. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, my exact command would be drop it... Scum or like, something. Like it's hot. And he Drop just it like it's hot. <laughs> and he ignores you entirely. Uh, Freya, what would you like to do? Um, so, okay. I would like to, in one move, run up the tree that's next to me. Yep. And I'm going to climb over the branch a bit because I'm quite <laughs> acrobatic. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to jump with the sword, hand, in the middle of my hand, and drive it through his head. Oh, so you're going to jump from a tree straight down. You've got to get up the tree first. Let's do this acrobatic okay. check and see what happens. 19 plus 6, so 24. 25, sorry. <laughs> that was that's legit bad math. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> 19 plus bullets, 26, that's quick. <laughs> give you an advantage on the, on the attack. Yep. But I'm actually going to give you an extra dice roll if you hit him. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So you've got advantage because of that great move. So roll two, two? and give us a top. But I'm also, if you do hit him because of this sweet move, I'm going to give you an extra d6 to damage him with. I like this. A little different. <laughs> okay, so I, all three. Optimistically gave the D6. No, you got 2d20 to see if you hit with advantage first. Fucking that. That was awful. I rolled a one and a four. Yes, yeah, so he did this great move, ran up the tree, jumped down with a sword of deception and landed nicely behind him and wedged the sword into the snow. <laughs> uh, and you missed. Karin. Karin, what would you like to do? We're going for the eyeball. I just want to use like one claw and just poke it through. <laughs> Very delicately. <laughs> just like, like hitting an elevator button. I like that. You're a bear. You, you, don't, you don't have very good dexterity, remember? I don't know what that means. I don't, like, I don't know what dexterity means, but I don't know why. <laughs> I can't, like, rah. Yeah. You can try. It's just going to take a lot more dexterity yeah. than you have. So if you want to, go ahead. Okay, fine. No, you know what? I'm going to pick him up and just throw him. <laughs> Can I do that? Yeah, you're strong. All right, I'm going to pick him up on the throne. <laughs> All right, this is an opposed strength check, and he's not as strong as you. Well, he's strong, but he's not as strong as you. So this is pretty much just a roll-off uh, with your d20. 14 plus 3. Yeah, he rolled a 2. So uh, <laughs> he really wasn't expecting that as you picked him up and threw him. Yeah, so I picked him up with both paws mm -hmm. up above my head. I mean, I'm standing on two legs. He goes up on my head. And a roar. Oh, yeah, a roar. Yeah. Like that. And then I see a tree not too close by, a little further away. And I'm going to aim him at that tree and hope that he cracks his neck or something. 
he absolutely goes flying across and we'll give him some bludgeoning damage for that one um, and give me I'm going to give you uh, a d10 of damage so 1d10 plus 2 let's go for that that's a total of 6 you've managed to roll to 4 plus 2 6 more points of damage for him he looks okay at this stage I mean you're hurting him no question and he hasn't actually really hurt anybody except Can I run over and throw him again? <laughs> no it's his turn now Okay, he rises from the tree and you have pissed him off royally. He is not happy with this move and he does something called a charger. And he's going to dash uh, in a straight line and uh, run back towards Morrigan again. And this will mean he can add plus five to his attack roll. And uh, if he can do that, uh, he will just throw you through the air, which is not great for you. It's been nice playing with you guys. Bye, I think Morrigan. we're about to learn death saving throws. At least I've got two Morrigans. <laughs> 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 wow. wow. Are you listing other Morrigan? Actually, that <laughs> we is... have a vacancy. <laughs> That's fine. I will play the evil Morrigan and I will destroy all of you. <laughs> Ooh, that was close, but uh, he has a 13 to hit you. What's yeah. your armor class again? I'm 11 now. He has done four points of damage. Yes. To Morrigan? Yes. Which I... is not good what are you now. down to? That I have three left, so I have four points kills me. So that takes you down less than zero. It doesn't mean you're dead. You're now in death saves. Oh, no. Um, well, we should probably start to look for a coffin. <laughs> Actually, I would really like a, a Viking check. funeral, please. Like, put me uh, on a boat, sh- like, kick me out, and then, like, set me on fire with a flaming arrow. Small problem. <laughs> yeah, you cool. had the fire. True, true. But we can do survival and do some <laughs> yes, rubbing of things. <laughs> okay, you're about to, I'm assuming, Keech's death saves? Uh, yeah, so Morgan, you've been knocked to the ground. You've gone under zero for hit points. Yep. Uh, not enough under. You can go so far under that it kills you in one go. Oh, okay. There are definitely things out there that could kill you in one go. Yeah, I imagine if a dragon ate you, you'd just Yeah, gone. it's pretty hard to sort of say, you Stepped know, the, lava. The, the stomach acids are slowly... <laughs> getting through your body, but you're still fine. No, you're gone. Oh, do I get memories? <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Um, but instead, what you do see right at the last moment is Queen Morrigan steps out from behind a tree, leans down, and takes the gem from you. <gasps> That's my mum one. She says to the gem, well now, look we have here. Mother and father. Time to go home. And she just steps back into the forest. So she's got your mother and father in a gem. That's what, she, that's what Queen Morrigan says. That's why I didn't want to hand over the gem. What a bitch. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Morrigan. Probably shouldn't just command us all to die, but... Well, I'm already dead and yeah. she's after me and my gems. This save will happen when we get back to your turn, which is this turn. Yeah, oh, you were straight I'm after a, him. I'm after him, yeah. Yeah, so a death save works like this. You roll uh, d20, and you're aiming for a 10 or more. That would be regarded as, as a success. Anything less than that is a failure. Three successes, and you're actually doing okay. Mm-hmm. Three failures, and I'm you, dead, dead. Yeah, we start talking about what character you could play next time. Yeah. Those sort of things. Yeah, that's not heartbreaking at all. Can I just give us some of my berries in my turn? Yes, you definitely can do that. Great. So when I'm in this state... Yeah, she would just mush them up and shove them in your face. I mean, she's a bear. She's fed... (laughs) Like, grab my top and bottom jaw and just, like, chew. (laughs) Do what you do with cats and just, like... I'll do, like, a push down there. I'll chew it up for you and then spit it in your mouth. (laughs) Delicious. It's called kiss feeding. Now, you can, if you want to avoid that wonderful moment, you could roll a 20, which would mean you'd suddenly stand up with one hit point. 
Why? Why would that be? Because that's like a super success. She'd be like, I'm not even dead. Oh, if she rolls a 20, if not just roll a, a D20. I was like, what? She has roll no. a D20 and stand up? Yeah, no. Okay, just <laughs> roll a 20. Just roll a 20. The way you guys do things, it's not impossible. Just roll a 20. Yeah. Just roll a 20. Just roll a 20. That has a two in it. You're almost there. Yeah, yeah. that's a two. two. So that's one failure. Mm-hmm. Really, oh, do you have to mark that I, I, did, I did leave something out. If you roll a one, that counts as two failures. So if we do get back to you without having to you know, save you, and you roll the one, you're dead. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool Sorry. Cool, 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 cool. But all the listeners are like, remember that time that she rolled five ones in a row? Yeah. Yeah, the odds are not in my favour. No, they're not. <laughs> they're saying goodbyes. It's been really nice playing Morrigan, And guys. we do have this weird thing where one week you guys will roll dozens yeah, of do. 20s, yeah. and the next time it's, it's ones bad. left, right and centre. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, Freya, it is your turn next. Ooh. Try and stab him. Again, I don't know. I'm not really good at it, so I'll just give it a whack. <laughs> I'll probably oh. just tink. <laughs> uh, six. Six plus. Seven. Thirteen. Good work, sweetie. <laughs> and and no, that just bashes off the back of him. Uh, he doesn't even turn around. Karin, what would you like to do? Where is he? He's standing over Morrigan's body. Okay, I'm going to grab him. I want to kind of sweep his feet from underneath him. From behind him. Yep. With my bare claws. Whip him up and smash his head down on the ground. So it's going to be another strength check. Yes. Alrighty. But very cool move. It's a that lovely cool. move. I like wrestling because I, like I want him away from Oregon. I want to discombobulate him. Can you roll me a d20 to see how your strength <laughs> uh, goes up against <laughs> Captain Menteith as you try to pick him up and shake him to see if he's got any loose change? 10 plus 4. Oh, man, he sucks. And it's his thing he's good at. He's strong. Uh, and I've rolled a two on his behalf. So for a total of five. Yes, you've picked him up and you're dangling him from, I don't know, bear height, eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can height. we Google how tall a bear is on it? <laughs> Pretty sure it's about eight feet. Okay, so I'm eight feet, dangling him. Shaking him, coins shaking coming him. out. Shaking <laughs> him. And I'm like, mine to the girls, like, get those girls, get those coins. Yeah, Freya's just picking them up. Mine, 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 mine. my little thief is like all over it. Yep, yeah. Yep. I'm going to just smash him down on his head. Uh, this one I'm going to give you 2d6. It's like the diamond. No, it's not. It's 2d6 is the two six. The, the normal, normal fucking dice. dice. What the In your world. God's sake, why didn't you say that? We had this discussion. <laughs> we had code, Corey. Because I, I was looking for like some... Are you fucking kidding me? Thank you for the normal dice. Could you roll me 2D normal dice? Jesus Christ. Six and five. five. Mm, not bad. Not bad at all. For a normal dice. <laughs> for a normal dice. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, okay. You guys didn't help Morrigan. I just want to point that out. I did when I took him and threw him. Yeah, what are you fucking talking about? I just, okay. Oh, you are a real dick master tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want it noted that I haven't insulted you. <laughs> Please don't kill me. <laughs> By keeping him away from her, we were helping uh, her. Yeah, but you were going to give her the good breeze. That's a great idea. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. He raises his short sword. He raises his short sword. He raises his shorts. He's sweet. He's little denim shorts. He says, let's go, girls. (laughs) This has gone on long enough. Charade. He raises his sword and turns to Freya. You've got the other gem, girl. He swings his sword at Freya, and that is a uh, 13 to hit your armor class. What's your armor class? 16. Uh, he, he hits you, but it doesn't really do anything. It's just a glancing blow and sort of comes so. off the side of that, um, of that 
of that leather. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it really does that, it does. but it, it does. does. It just bounces off. Uh, Morgan, we're back to you. Oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she's dead, so. Yeah, she has to, well, she's, death she has to do a death save. Can I use the one on the app? Can I just click the button? Okay, just do it physically. I'm freaking out. Yep, sorry. My bad. No, it's just I feel sick. <gasps> that looked like it was going to be a one that sat on there for so long. Oh, that's, uh, a that's a 13. That's a success. Yay! Oh, thank God. Okay, success. I was nervous too. That would have killed her. Yeah. Uh, there's no ifs or buts. <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. That takes us back to Freya. Sword of deception. <laughs> go for it again. Go All for right, it again. I'm going to go again. 17, that's good, plus 7. Definitely hits him. What's your damage? 5 plus 4, 9. Nice. That was, girl, sweet that math. was fast maths. All right. <laughs> He's starting to look a bit less... Um, Agile. ...impressed with the situation. But he's still standing. Still standing. Everybody roll me a perception check. Can do. 8 plus 1, 9. We got a 9 and we got a... 14. Plus. You're still a bear? Oh, plus 3. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so you, that's 17, yeah. You, uh, Karin in particular, maybe it's your bear senses, maybe it's something like that, but you hear a roar coming through the forest. And four, then five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten more bears <gasps> burst through the forest. Come to mama. And charge straight into Menteith and knock him flying. Uh, you don't have to worry about him for a while. The bears make a circle around you and roar into the night. Uh, you, rec- <gasps> you recognize one of them, a grey bear that you saved in what would seem like not too long ago for you, but was actually quite some time ago. These are my bears from my flashback. Being so emotional about all my bears coming to circle and help us out. Menteith backs away. Uh, his sword is still raised. He thinks he could fight his way out of this in a way, but he knows the numbers are against him. And the other bears uh, you know, motion to you to get on. Um, what do you want to do before you do that? Because obviously Morrigan can't do that yet. I'll pick her up. You're just going to throw her over the back of the... Yeah. <laughs> we'll saddle her up. <laughs> we see the bears are motioning for them to get on. For, yeah, for you guys. I mean, just for, for Freya, obviously, you're still a bear. You don't mount yeah, the other bears. Like, no, no, but like they're... No, that's what I mean. Like, they're saying, like, oh, get on, we got you. Yeah. Oh, my God, guys, I'm getting really emotional. That's I so just, sweet. I love the idea that you get on. <laughs> Ride. <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> but Morgan's still out cold, and you guys can actually do something about that beforehand. That would oh, entail what? you possibly turning oh, back into oh, you. Berries. My, pe- my bears are here. They've seen me. They know me, so I'm like... And quickly go back to my human form. I do that. My axe comes back. My bag comes back. And I'm going to conjure up some berries. Good berries. Good berries. Up to 10 of them, if I'm not wrong. I have 10 and I am going to shove them in Morrigan's mouth and then move her jaw <laughs> up and down. I, be- I believe it's called masticating. Masticating yeah, it, it is, yeah. That's horrible. And then from what I'm going to rub her throat with my fingers and be like, Doing great, sweetie. Uh, who's a dick now? <laughs> <laughs> the masticator. <laughs> I don't make a habit of masticating, but when I do, it's for a good reason. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was for a good cause. <laughs> Only for charity. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, we all do our bit for cancer research. <laughs> Each to their own. Okay, now is she alive? She, did you give all 10 of the good freeze? I gave all 10. That's 10 hit points you get back. Thank you. That was scary. And Morrigan, looking worse for wear, rises uh, from her feet. To her feet. Just to her feet. The bears uh, accompany you or you ride them through uh, the rest, remainder of the forest to a newer area. It's a large, it's a like a... a uh, clearing? A clearing, thank you. It's a new area <laughs> called a clearing. I've been here before. <laughs> and yes, you do indeed recognise it. The soil here is dark and nothing grows here. Some uh -huh. parts of the ground appear scorched. It's a surprisingly large expanse too, leading for hundreds of metres before the dead landscape is replaced by pure white snow rising into the mountain, uh, the mountain range you were once beneath. On the other side, the forest begins again and strange shadows shift awkwardly beyond the tree line. The bears form a ring around you all, defensively. You notice more bears arriving, and these ones are ridden by what we call halflings. People are a little bit... Think think of hobbits from Lord yeah. of the Rings. Um, cute. Although, for uh, legal reasons, they are not indeed hobbits from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> They're halflings. <laughs> Leaves rustle in the wind, but there are no other sounds save the soft lapping of water against a nearby shoreline. The sun has now begun to rise, but even its light seems to struggle to brighten the land. Let's do a perception check. Oh, I get to do this one. 10 plus 1, 11. Oh, 5 plus 2, 6. Uh, the first thing you no, do notice... No, 7. <laughs> that, that means nothing. Uh, the first thing you do notice... I want people knowing that I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they got that from when you didn't get the math right. <laughs> uh, Freya, you don't seem to be paying attention too much. I guess you're just still hugging onto that bear. You've got, an, a, you're just like, man, I'm riding a bear, uh, which I would do too. I can see that. I can see you'd be more interested in the fact that you're riding a bear. Uh, so Morrigan, uh, you possibly only really notice that there's something going on in those shadows in the tree. Um, with the sun rising, the sh shape of some of the shadows seem to be going the wrong way. Karin, this place is known to you. You've been here before. Uh, as your mind starts piecing it all back together, you make a bit of a shocked recognition. Uh, you fall to the ground and your hand goes into the dust and ash and you remember the skulls and this occurs. Hi, I'm Jordan and I play the role of Corinne's husband, Sakosh. And I'm Jess and I play the role of their daughter Zanari, but they usually just call me Zen. Just not here, not now. Dad, what's happening? I don't know. I don't think we can stay here. But it's our home. Not anymore. Come on. Warm clothes. Nothing else. What about Mr. Pickles? He'll be right, Zanari. He's a cat. He's smart. He'll find a safe place, but if we don't leave now... Dad, they're at the door. Quiet. There are more here. Find them. Then burn down every building to be sure. Daddy. I know. Ready? off me. Run. Come on. Now follow them. Not too closely. Let's see where they take us. When the impact of this memory leaves you, something new happens. As your hands are on the ground and a soul, an animal soul, starts weaving between your fingers, it rises from the ashes in a spiral of spiritual mist and shadow. It twists around your hands like a pet rubbing itself against you. 
when you first come home after a long day. And you have a choice here, Karin. You can help this creature find permanent rest and release its soul, or you can welcome it into your collection of creatures. And it is Mr. Pickles, your cat. Still a little emotional. Because <laughs> Jordan is my actual husband. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my baby. Um, Sorry. Wait, can I find out what the cat wants? Well, the cat you could just let go and say you've, you're you're free, but the, it's pretty clear that this soul is trying to yeah, yeah, connect yeah, with right. you. I would but like it to... is your choice. Yeah. Because well. you can choose to do that to help an animal or to release it. Yeah, no, I'm going to take Mr. Pickles. They're helping, really, aren't they? Well, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's freedom and it's there's how. like, now be with me forever. Yeah. Um, but I think the connection to Mr. Pickles and my daughter and my husband, I think I will welcome it into my collection. Mr. Pickles, uh, Mr. the soul Pickles. of Mr. Pickles fades through your skin and you find yourself at peace and at one with the being. Your skin burns for a brief moment and then a new tattoo forms on your forearm, a small paw from an old friend. <laughs> Aww. That's Mr. Pickles. And now you can transform into a cat as one of your wild shape options. Aww. I'm Mr. Pickles. Um, Karin, can you describe what Mr. Pickles looks like? Mr. Pickles is a ginger, scruffy, almost like lion-esque-looking cat. He's very fat. <laughs> we loved him very much. Uh, let's not think too long about the fact that in order to be here, he was definitely killed in that story we just heard. Yes, I understand. That sucks. I've already thought about it too much and I'm tearing up. <laughs> I can't do cats, man. Let's play more D&D. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the bears around you clearly recognise Karin, and even more bears seem to be approaching. Uh, 10, maybe 20, there's quite a few here now. Some of them have been ridden by small men and women, the halflings that I mentioned before. One of the bears was clearly scarred down the side, the grey one you knew. Uh, it gestures to marks on its shoulder. Beneath the fur, you see the outline of its tattoo. With a low grunt, it nods towards Karin's tattoo. Looks like they want to speak to you says one of the halflings, oh. as it dismounts a bear. <laughs> if you'd like, I can help with that. Yes, we would like. Yeah, thanks. Uh, the halfling starts to busily work on your tattoos. He starts with Freya, and as he does so, the voices of the bears start to fade into your mind. You can now hear them. Mostly they are quiet. They're on guard, but occasionally uh, one of the kind of younger ones speaks out and says something like, I can't believe it's her. She really did come here. Does this mean Does this mean she can save us? Uh, while they, About Freya? While they make glances towards Karin. Oh, I was like, awesome! <laughs> uh, you, I, I guess you could ask them at this stage if they know you at all. Like, imagine that they're, they're talking hey guys. with... Do you know me? Hello. No. No, we don't know you. Sorry. Um, the older ones seem to hush the younger ones fairly quickly as if it's a bit disrespectful to be speaking out of place. Uh, as he works to change Morrigan's tattoo, Morrigan hears uh, her voice again, but they are not your thoughts. The Queen seems to be aware of what's happening and she says, hiding from me will not, not be easy, easy sister. sister. We are one and the same. I am the strengths to your many weaknesses. A part of me is truly sorry we cannot do this together. But such power cannot be shared. And then she's gone. You're a twin. Mm, I don't buy it. I reckon you're identical twins. And she was like, we're not sharing shit. <laughs> Find out, I guess. God, I want to know. Karin, just as the halfling starts to work on your tattoo, the concerned and pained face of Harkon appears before you, and only before you. Your recent experience with near-death communications makes it clear what's happening to Harkon. The connection is fading, and he's trying to speak. 
Karen, you've got two choices here. Can you give me a perception or a religion check? It's perception, religion's plus one. Okay, give us a perception check. 16 plus two, 18. Uh, the tattoo has already been changed too much. So you can only make it a part of the occasional phrase between you and Harkon. You hear, gateway must not yet be open. Your memories hold a cipher. But we could transfer. You'll need the signs of the lost. Uh, before he finally says, and almost desperately, tell me you see it. And then he is gone. And then all you can hear are the sounds of the bears talking. But didn't he just hurt himself severely to contact me? Yep. Quickly, Lute said Dutch. He's in danger. Not yet, groaned Harkon. She doesn't yet understand. Harkon, urged Dutch. The guards are here. Stick to the plan. And the druid, who had tried so hard to hide his pain, called out again. Just do it, said Kuzo. Don't wait. We can't lose him. The mouseling leaned over his friend and closed his eyes. A warmth emanated from his hands, growing stronger, brighter, as his little face scrunched in determination. It drained him, surely, but there was no interest in the cost, only the result. The wounds began to heal, muscle reconnecting, flesh joining over slashes, blood flowing, fur regrowing, air entering lungs. And then there was a voice. It entered, uninvited into each of their minds, but only cared that one heard. Old friend, it said. I already knew about the boy's powers. I just wanted you to know that you were the one who gave him to me. The lock on the cell clanged to the ground, an arcane whisper removed the magical seal that had once held them. And the voice spoke again, but this time, from the other side of the cell. Bring me the child, it said, at any cost. And a row of soldiers stepped forward. In the cell, Dutch, Kuzo, Harkon and Lute rose to meet them. You were surrounded by bears. What do you want to do? Question time. Go ahead. We want to start a panel. And we have some questions. <laughs> it's a panel interview. The bears <laughs> awkwardly set up some tables. <laughs> <laughs> this interview will go for 30 minutes. There'll be we six give them elastic questions. They've got 10 minutes to plan. <laughs> what questions do you have to ask? So they can't change back to I'm actually curious if they do. That's a good question. No, we can't change back. We were born as bears. Most of our ancestors were bears. During the battle that destroyed this town, our people tried to escape through the forest. The army was relentless. They needed no rest, no food. Stalked our ancestors. Murdered many. But there were some who were able to hide in the guise of animals. They became bears to blend in. But the army hunted them for days and those ancestors became trapped in this form. Uh, Karin, as a druid yourself, you would know that in this world, if you stay in your wild shape for too long, you may not be able to revert back to your true that, yeah. self. That's just something that happens in our world. It's not normal D&D. The bear continues. Our ancestors watched from the trees as those who could not change, including Moravis, our leader. They were massacred here. He was killed with the rock from the Kethel amulet. How cool is, like... Druid logic there in terms of like their original genes were obviously human and they can transform to bears to like the genetic code and then pass that down like an inherited trait. Yeah, I mean, there'd be probably some people anyway, right sorry. now going, ah, uh, that's not what it says in the raw books. <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, okay. 
Do you recognize me? Oh, do they know anything about the gems? Uh, first question was, do they, do, they do they recognize you? And absolutely not. Sweet. Okay, cool. Then I can't get any information on Evil Morrigan. Do you know anything about gems? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Did you know that big guy who was chasing us? Never seen him before. Oh, I hold up a leaf. I'm like, do you know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> do you shit in the woods? <laughs> uh, uh, we're quite civilized. We don't shit in the woods. Also, the woods are full of shadows. Why? You, why oh, yeah, I saw shadows over there, didn't I? I probably should have asked about that. Hey, what? The grey bear says to Karin, you fought them before, remember? We avoid them. They mostly come at night. Fought them in our time together or in her life before us? The shadows, we're talking about. We fought shadows. the shadows. How do we beat the shadows? Beat them? Yeah. You avoid them. At night, they are stronger. They won't risk attacks during the peak of the day. They will soon overwhelm you at night. What are they? We think these are what remains of the souls who were taken here. Then why would they want to hurt us? They are tormented and lost. Is there a save? Can you, we can't save them at all? We don't know. We were hoping you could save us. Oh, I'll save you. None of us have seen a Kalashtari before. Not one. And here you are. It must mean something. What do you want us to do? Save you how? I wish we knew. But for now, how can we help you? Perhaps you can find a home for these souls, so we can venture forth properly again. Will you hang here five? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do our best, sweetie. <laughs> what, what, hold on. Shadows, are they, when you say, like, we've fought, like, Corinne's fought them before, is that in the church? Are those the kind of shadows we're talking about? Like uh, the they're similar. Things? There are similarities between them. The ones that, All like the ones in the mountain. Uh, and they were sort of um, ghoulish, half, you know, half mixed in with other things. Part, part tree, part life, part oh, flesh. Oh, when she got separated from us in the map. Yeah. And the, yeah. Okay, and the tree things attacked her. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, the grey bear walks over to you like your old best mates uh, and, and says, You came back. We tried to thank you, but then you vanished. But surely, if you are here again, the gods must have reason why. But if I may, finally, thank you. We are Kalashtar too. Different but the same. Welcome home. <gasps> and it looks out across the lifeless soil, covered in rocks and ground white bones. There must be something you need here. Something tying you to this place. What do you remember from last time? You touched the rock. I touched the rock. And there was blood on the rock. I saw through the eyes of old mate. Uh, Moribus? A rock. Like a magical rock. Oh, yes, I can detect magic because of Cruzo's. His name's Cuzo. Somewhere in the distance, <laughs> Cuzo goes, oh, come the fuck on. In a They're going to do his voice, voice yeah. yeah. Cuzo? Come the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I always get that these stories are very layered. If you want to, yeah, you can use detect magic. Um, and that should. Detect magic works like this. Uh, if you, you Basically, you can see magic within a certain distance of you. You'd probably have to walk around this place for a little while. But what are you looking for again? Magic. Just magic in general? Skulls. Skulls. And rocks. And or rocks. Alrighty. Uh, as you're walking around, you do see one of the rocks glow more than the others. I'd like to collect it. Uh, as you pick it up, you don't get the memory this time, but 
something tells you this is the same rock. It's not like it's covered in blood. It's been quite some time since that rock was used in such a horrible way. Uh, but you feel like it's the right one. And because it was glowing, I mean, it's clearly some way magical. Uh, you remember something from your past. Um, you see your father. We've not talked oh, about your father wow. before. And you see him wearing a, a stately gown of bright red and deep purple. And you notice an amulet of matching colours hanging from his neck. And you hear him speak as he hands the amulet to another man. He says, Morovis, get them through the forest. We'll rejoin when the time is right. Today is lost, but I will return with help. And Morovis says, I will defend them with my life, Edril. And they bow their heads towards each other and turn and walk away. Um, Freya, can you give me a wisdom check? Yes. D20? Yes. Three minus one, two. <laughs> uh, you feel a sudden pain that begins in your mind and extends through to your heart like something struggling to push out from within. Uh, then you find yourself gasping and coughing and for a moment saying things you didn't plan to say. The words are hard to make out. They're too guttural, angry. And then as quickly as it started, it subsides. Oh, it's Vinny, isn't it? I need to get him out of me. It does feel like Vinny's starting to get annoyed yeah. being in there. Can we ask the bears? Help, help. Uh, they don't really know what you're talking about. They just saw you double over in pain. How do I get this soul out of me? I need to go. I need to go to the priest who the priest who is able to take priest the souls out. Priest from the east, and you put them in the, to a stone. Uh, the bears look towards the forest, towards the east. They look up. The sun is rising. They look at each other. If we leave now, we can get you there. But we must leave now. Uh, you mount up. Some of the bears form a caravan of sorts around you and you begin your march towards the east. The shadows hold back as the trees pass by. The ride through the rest of the forest takes quite some time. As you clutch the furry backs of the bears you are each riding, uh, you're not riding a bear as we've established I'm earlier, Karin. That would be very strange. But uh, everyone <laughs> except, everyone except, wow, bear on bear action. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, now I finally, know what, yeah, I finally <laughs> know what bareback means. Hold on. hold on, she turned back into a person to feed me berries. Oh, you're a person again, so now you have to ride a bear. Woo! That makes sense. Well, that means that's a good thing for you because while riding the bear, you can have a short rest if you wish. So you can spend some more of your hit dice, whatever you've got left, uh, if, you, if you have any left and do that now. The trip is surprisingly, perhaps surprisingly, uneventful. As you finally find your way out of the forest, the sun is beginning to fall from its highest point. The ghoulish shadows follow the entire way, but they did not appear to wish risking, wish, but they did not appear to wish risking the ire of the bears in such large numbers. That's that hard too. to say. Wish, wish risking. Wish risking. Wish, wish risking. Ooh, we're risky. all showing off now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the bears, they drop you off at the edge of the city in the east, right next to a wooden directional sign that has three locations on it. Nothing points back from where you came, but pointing to the south, the sign says Death's Foot. Pointing to the city, it says Riser. And pointing to the north, it says Bellison. But that one has been scratched out. The bears apologise, and the grey bear says in your minds, we're sorry we cannot stay. We must leave now and return home before the sun sets. And then they turn back into the woods. At the last moment, one of the halflings that had been riding with you whispers into the ear of their mount. The bear stops and the halfling reaches into a bag, 
and pulls out a quill. Can't guarantee, but it's worth a try. There aren't many of us, but if you need us, or if you find a way to return the bears to their homes, whisper a message to this quill and release it into the air, and it will find its way back to us. And he hands you the quill of quills, and it's a beautiful feather, well, a few feathers, actually, pulled together in a single point, like one of those multicolor pens you have at school where you can change the colors. Oh, I love those. <laughs> I figured, yeah, but with feathers. Um, the halfling waves and the bears begin to bound away. Uh, so now you have something called the Quill of Quills, and what you can do is you write in the sky a message, and you throw the quill, and it flies off and takes the message to where it needs to be. So can, we can only do it once? Yeah, but it goes all the way back. So like a text? Yeah, but a slow one, I imagine. <laughs> like a really slow, <laughs> inconvenient text. Like sky writing that moves. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we use our book? Uh, yeah, which place would you... Well, I guess, which place do you want to know about? Riser. Right. Riser. Let's find out. Hi, I'm Elsie, and I'm the voice of the Hitchhiker's Guide to Kaylee. Please state the precise name of your destination. Riser. Welcome to Riser, another beautiful village nestled between rainforest and ocean, where the cool breeze blows and... Oh, you know what? It's all built on lies. Just between us... This place used to be called Keradril's Rise. Yeah, you're probably wondering who Keradril is, right? Well, he was important enough to have two towns named after him. He named this one, his enemies named the other. The locals call this place Riser just to avoid mentioning him and anything to do with his war, which would be pretty rough if he wasn't such a homicidal nutter. Yeah, I said it, I'm not afraid of him. Even though my grandfather, you've probably heard of him, he was a pretty famous encyclopedia. He used to tell me tales of this mighty army of metal and madness and massacres and mysterious eyeless faces who all moved as one. Do you know how hard it is for a little book like me to get some sleep after hearing all that? Anyway, it was here, centuries ago, maybe even more that Lord Keradril landed his great army, united against an island of divided leaders and fractured empires. It was here he won his first battle, a decisive annihilation of a people now forgotten. Before he was done, the Kalashtari would also be lost forever, and the changeling coalescence banished for their apparent treachery. And my grandfather says, no one ever saw Keradril die. When we forget the lessons of the past, we are destined to repeat them. But sure, enjoy the cool breeze. Gone forever, he annihilated all my people. And no one ever saw him die, which I'm guessing is a clue that he's still alive. I mean, you know. Is he the godson? Inference. He, can, mean, he can also <laughs> jump through time, I'm assuming. Possibly. Or he just There's lives forever. Or he is he could the be god dead. Son? Or he's the godson. Is he the half god? Who's the half god again? Uh, Dornus. Dornus. There's a lot of bad guys in this, you know. Yeah. From here, you can see down over the city and out across the Catalidian Sea. On the outskirts of town, to the north, a line of armoured men standing with their backs to you catches your attention. It looks as though they're blocking something. Certainly the path leading out of the town and to the north back to Bellison. It is strangely silent here, despite the large numbers of soldiers. The occasional clang from their armour rings through. Beyond them, through almost vacant cobblestone streets and past humble-looking two-storey homes, there is an old church on a hill, 
that looks as though it is in shadow even as the afternoon sun falls upon it. You also notice a rather subdued shenanigans. Warm light escapes the entrance, but there appear to be few inside and certainly there is no singing. Uh, at the entrance is another notice board and you recognise the Cirque du Soleil banner flapping away happily in the breeze oh, cool. along, yes, with the other, <laughs> along with the other posters you've been seeing recently. Uh, nothing new though because I don't want to do another voice. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to do, we're going to try something um, and at this stage I'm not going to tell you what you need yet but who wants to roll the big one? <gasps> Every time we go to a new town, we're going to roll to see if the circus is in town. Oh, that's so cool. It's a D100. All right, give me a D100 and make it stop about here <laughs> to see if the circus is in town. It's like bowls at Christmas. You nearly got it. Like it was, it was unlikely to be the next place you went to, right? So I made it a really small chance. But I thought you'd rolled a 98, but it's actually an 86. Uh. And I had made it 95 plus. Like a uh. very small percentage. When will we ever get that though? Well, I, I figured in the first town it was virtually un. You know, virtually impossible. It becomes much more likely as you go to each place. You're a high roller. I just thought, Thanks. I thought, as far as the story goes, it seemed to me unlikely to go, hey, look, we need to go to the circus. Hey, let's just go to this town of the east. Hey, look, the circus is here. You're right. And we yeah. really should probably go to that church. Or, more importantly, the circus. How hilarious it would have been <laughs> if you had actually rolled 100 I know. and you had to just... Sucks for you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I have it prepared just in case. Yeah, that was the hard part, was not, not being sure whether or not we'd be doing it. But that was a long shot for that one. You've got three options at this stage. Uh, you've got shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> and mm. the other two options, apparently. Which I'm ready I... to bounce back. <laughs> the hangover's gone. I'm, gone. I'm good to go again. <laughs> just for interest sake, what are the other uh, ones? <laughs> you've got the soldiers on the edge of town there. They're oh, lined no. up doing something. So something's going on there. No, why would you pay attention to anything silly like that? Church. And you've got, of course, the church. Uh, These guys already got us in a fight. Can't we just grab a Ooh, quick mead for yeah. me? And... Go well, on, look, they you, got mead you, on tap. You haven't had a full night's sleep. True. Yeah. I think in quite some time. So that's up to you, but I mean. And a few pints will make it <laughs> yeah, an <laughs> easy rest. <laughs> a nice deep one. All right. Oh, well, the first thing is this kind of it. negates the fact that you just did some short resting uh, because you can go in there soon and have a long rest. But okay, before fine. you do that, I mean, it's dinner time. It's a bar, a bartender uh, and there's a person sitting in there having a, having a meal. What would you like to do? I think we should go have a drink. Like, just like talk to the people and be like, what's going on here? Like, let's get some intel. Mm. All right. Uh, who do you want to talk to? First? There's, there's really nobody in here. Well, the bartender there's, there's, knows bartender, everything. Bartenders always know everything. They know everything. And yeah. uh, what would you like to do? I think uh, he's pretty hot. So yeah. We, just, we flick our hair. I'm like, <laughs> just one mead for me, please. Right. Can I say four? <laughs> <laughs> and then we giggle. <laughs> uh, and she turns around. Uh, <laughs> I stand by what I say. I could yeah. go for it. <laughs> uh, uh, she turns around. Actually, she's. It, it, you still can't tell as they turn around, male or female. Uh, it's just someone who's a little bit... Um, androgynous. Most androgynous people are hot. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it out there. I'll throw it out <laughs> Like Ruby Rose? Is it oh. Ruby Rose? It's Ruby Rose. It is not Ruby Rose. It's her Ruby name Rose. Is, her name is indeed Rose Ruby. Uh, it's a completely <laughs> different person. Uh, so Rose the barmaid. <laughs> what would you like? You said a mead for me. Oh, shit. Oh, Sorry. I'm, yeah. It's my first day. <laughs> Everyone keeps quitting and leaving. Good thing so. you're pretty, honey. <laughs> uh, so how are you intending to pay for this? I've got, thing I, well, I've got a bag of magical items in here. Surely something... Oh yeah, I, I have, have some the coins. sword of deception. I think that's <laughs> You're enough. You're not trading your sword for mead. <laughs> Can you ask Just... the backpack for some coin? Backpack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need gold coins in here. Actually, I think silver or bronze would even do. Really, it's just mead. Silver or bronze. All right. There's two things that can happen when you ask the bag something. 
Okay. He hears you clearly. <laughs> he doesn't hear you clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me just see whether he hears you and how quickly I can come up with something if he doesn't. <laughs> oh, he hears you. Right. All right. So a couple of bronze coins uh, fall out of the bag and onto the ground. Perfect. So I'm just going to pick them up and I'm going to chuck them at it like casually, not throw them, just like a under, you know what I mean? Like, the, right. like if you're rolling the dice, like onto the bar and then I'm going to wink at her and say, keep the change, doll. And she goes, strangely, that was precisely the right amount, so you look, now you look cheap. Uh, she pours some mead for me, uh, temptation, as we've already decided, temptation, 400-year-old bottle. That's remarkable. Uh, there's been no change in 400 years to brand names. Uh, she pours you each a drink, and then she goes back to cleaning glasses. Which is weird because there's only one other person here, so she's just got the one glass to clean. <laughs> um, you mentioned that a bunch of people have quit recently. That must be tough for you. No, it's good. If you want work in this town, there's plenty available. Why is that? Because everyone keeps leaving. How well, come? Oh, haven't you seen, <laughs> didn't you see and on your way in? Yeah, the soldiers. See. There's lots of work for soldiers too. What are they doing? Uh, well, they're holding the line. What line? The line outside the town. Of what? What's of going on? What? What That's where the people are. What people? The ones who are trying to get in. Did you not, did you come in through the open, the front, whole town's on edge. That is <laughs> anyone who's still here. Uh... Because there's this big army of people. I'd, I'd call them refugees, but none of the people here actually speak. None of them say anything, so we don't really know what they are. The guy over there knows more. He's just come from there. Oh. And she points over at the uh, the guy sitting at the table. Oh. Uh, can I grab whatever he was actually drinking? Thanks. Oh, smooth. How are you going to pay for that? Hey, bag. <laughs> Honey. You again. <laughs> hey, I'm looking your ass over this forest. Yes, already. I've asked you for one thing since I got you. Now I'm asking. And we have a lead on your wife. <laughs> It's good news. I'm quite happy with this. <laughs> now, what do you want? <laughs> you know what? Can you just chuck us some gold coins, please? And they're about 20 gold this time. Gold coins. Gold. Okay. <laughs> uh, some old coins coming. <laughs> uh, certainly not gold. Are they still uh, currency here? <laughs> you can try. All right. <laughs> Why are you miming? This is a podcast. <laughs> I feel like you mentioned something in my hands. <laughs> so you put the old coins okay, on the table. Okay, I'm going to put the old coin on the butt. Thank you. And she looks at oh, you. That's good. Like, and I say, well, this. And then she sort of again <laughs> thinks, it's my first day. This mustn't be. No one would try and stiff me on the first day with old okay. coins. No, I'm going to say these are really valuable. Okay. Somewhere. Can, you, can I please just have whatever he was having and a couple more meads of me? Yep. All right. Uh, a couple more. <laughs> I don't know if I, I just pour, she just pours him a drink straight into the dirty glass oh, and she was RSA. barely cleaning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, um, and it's, it's a thunder plus for him, of course. Obviously. Thunder plus, uh, and pushes it over the counter to you. Thank you. And I turn to Morgan, I say, sweetie, you're the one with the rack, so I'm going to need you to take this over to him and get some <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I just kind of like slide it across the bar to Morrigan, who very smoothly very smoothly, like catches it with one hand and I just slide off my stool and walk towards this stranger. Yes. And I pull up a chair next to him and um, push the drink towards him and say, you look, you look like you could use another. Oh. First thing you know in a place like this, little lady, is you don't drink a drink unless you know who poured it first. And he pushes the drink straight back. That lady over there. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> My name's Randy Buck. And, Randy <laughs> Buck. and he hands you a business card um, which says uh, um, which says Bucket International Plumbing Services. Uh, and he says, uh, look, I don't drink nothing that I didn't pour, but I will be happy to sit here and chinwag with you. <laughs> 
what would you like to know? At which point I hear that, so I come over and I just take the thunder. <laughs> I'm just like, well, he's not going to drink it. <laughs> um, well, look, my, my friends and I were just passing through and um, were, we noticed the, the soldiers outside and that people seem kind of tense here. Um, and the lovely bartender uh, let us know that you know a bit more about it than she does. So I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about what's going on. Well, ever since Bellison fell, there ain't nothing stopping those people from getting all the way to here. So right up to the town they come before the lighthouse kicks in. Anyway... I didn't really plan on staying here too long, so how many how many things do you plan on asking? Six. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, you ask me six questions, and I'll see how many I plan on doing. <laughs> um, where is it that you're from? Oh, I, I used to work a lot in Mandolin. That's the uh, the nation over the sea, but uh, well, there's not much work over there. Everything's pretty much dried up. Get it? Because you know the plumbing, dried up. <laughs> Very good. These don't write themselves, lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And where is it you're planning to head from here? Well, everyone else has been going south to Desfoot because, you know, that town's still fine. So I figure if if people are living there, someone needs their shit cleaned up. (laughs) It's a fair assumption. People got a shit. <laughs> You're Everybody wise. poops, am I right? Wise beyond, you, wise beyond your years, lady. <laughs> I'm older than I look. Um, did I give you one of my cards? Uh, I believe you did. Bucket uh, International Plumbing Services. Yes. I'm going to get as much as I can out of that goddamn joke. These cards cost a fortune. <laughs> it's one each. One for you, one for you, one for you. Because I know <laughs> each of you, you got to be using that toilet, right? <laughs> I mean, funnily enough, when was the last time we used a toilet? toilet? <laughs> I think we just keep changing our underwear, don't we? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Just there's just piles of dirty underwear uh, the whole way here. You people are feral. Randy Buck that's is not how impressed. Evil Morrigan finds us. She just follows the trail of underwear. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> a disgusted Randy Buck uh, throws some coins in on the table and says, "Anyway, you've been all nice and stuff, but how about having a drink on me?" And then he and then he up and leaves. Oh, so Freya doesn't need to steal the money. He's given us the money. Freya kind of sneaks over just actually <laughs> into but, uh, Give me give me a quick perception check. Ooh, yay! Rolling. All of us? Yeah. Okay. Nine, five, plus two. Ooh, one. I think that's the wrong dice. Uh, you notice him pause for a section at the door, but then he then he keeps moving on. Does he oh. leave? He definitely leaves, yeah. That's what moving on means. Ah. Use your context clues. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there are rooms available for the night, um, and I guess with your old coins, or you could probably try keeping keep getting coins out of your bag. I don't know how much longer that'll work for. I'm sure he's not rolling in coins inside uh, Stocker's cell. Uh, Stocker's... Shell? shell? Yeah, what did shell. I know? Inside cell. Stocker. Cell. Oh, this wow. is called he the bad cell. He is Freudian. in a kind of shell. He is trapped. <laughs> he is. He's in a He's kind of prison. Inside Stocker's shell. Uh, so if you want to stay the night, you can now have a long rest, a hard-earned long rest, which means long you rest. get hit points back. And our spells. You get your spells back and you get half your hit dice back. Oh, long rest it is. Long rest it is. Sleep time. Uh, this is the quietest shenanigans probably in the land at the moment. No parties keeping up at night. You actually get a good night's rest. Nobody breaks in and steals any of your stuff, which is oh, like the last first time. time that's happened to you. 
you had a 50-50 chance of where the st- stuff gets stolen from you every time in a shenanigans. Uh, in the morning, you rise and Rose Ruby is still at the bar. It's a long shift. She had the entire night shift. <laughs> well, everyone else has left, apparently. <laughs> yeah. She's just about to leave for the morning shift. Uh, you see her walk out the door and walk straight back in. She's like, no one can get a gig around here. She's like, wow, just back to back. Uh, <laughs> And you still have a couple of options. You've got the church, if you want, um, and you've got the soldiers, if you want. What would you like to do? Church. What do you reckon? I need to get this soul out of me. True. Vinny. Oh, true. Because if she's compromised while we're trying to go up against these things, we should definitely go to the church first. Bye, Rose. <laughs> Bye. Rose Ruby waves goodbye to you and pockets the old coins that you gave her. Hopefully they're worth a lot of money. Maybe you'll meet Rose Ruby again in the future and she'll own a mansion. Um, I hope that for her. As yeah. you trudge. She up, works hard. She does. She's done a double shift. <laughs> <laughs> her first shift was a double shift. <laughs> and someone fleeced her, maybe. Probably, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, as you trudge up the long sloping hill leading to the church, you find yourself sidestepping headstones among graves. There is a stone path that keeps you from crossing or stepping on the last resting places of whomever lies here. The headstones are embellished and detailed if somewhat uncared for. You see chiseled dragons and gargoyles, the naked body of a woman carved in stone lying across the grave of a loved one. There are also simple reminders, piles of carefully placed rocks, symbols of religious purpose, but they all share a theme. They are quite old and quite clearly ignored. Beyond them though is the church, boarded up, barricaded, blocked and painted black. Again, it's clear no one has been up here lately. The main doors are huge, powerful symbols of a once important God. Still sturdy, still intimidating. What would you like to do? I'm really surprised that Freya's first instinct wasn't to rob graves. <laughs> She's grabbed a crowbar, like yeah. trying to get it. <laughs> Probably not something Freya's actually done much of. That's not really been your thing. That's not no. her style. No. So, can I check for magical items? Ooh. Just using your vision? Yep. Uh, give me a roll. Give me a d20. Six. Nothing stands out at this stage. That's mm. not to say it's impossible that well, something's there. might be there. a glowy rock or something. That would have been handy, that but you've already cool. got your glowy rock for the day. All right, or, or a yesterday. glowy skull or a glowy statue or something yeah, glowy. that makes sense. Check again. Uh, I glowy guess you could say... <laughs> We'd like to check again, please. If anything, yeah, just keep staring. <laughs> if anything, in the distance, you can notice that the church has a bit of a glow to it, but not okay. too much. Mm. All right. Because An aura. It's, it's, yeah, it's well, through aura. a thin crack between the two doors. Gotcha. Yeah. Can we go in? Is it locked? Can we... It is barricaded. Okay, I'll rage out on it. That worked last time. So when you say barricaded, it's like nailed shut, not just locked. It is nailed shut. And I said painted black, which seems like a bit of an extreme move. A bit overkill. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we should just just axe it down. I've got an axe. Isn't that exactly what axes are for? It looks like they haven't had to try too hard to stop people from getting in. So you you can kick this door down, smash it through pretty easily, and it opens up. It looks like just the fact that people know about this place is enough to keep them from going here too often. Yeah. <laughs> Should we leave now? So like most churches. <laughs> and we're just like... <laughs> Inside the church, you are greeted by a horrible scene. What little light is available through the entrance ekes its way tentatively past damaged wooden pews, dusty marble floors, and comes to rest on the skeleton of what must have once been a priest. It wears clothing similar to what Father Robert wore. Wears is an optimistic way to put it because it's mostly just dangling bits of material draped across crevices and between bones. It leans against a large altar. Something glistens in its hands. The gem. The gem? 
Well, you're a fair bit away from here. Something glistening. Perception. <laughs> from here. <laughs> <laughs> the outside of the church had been painted black, but on the inside, only the windows, four of them, have received such treatment. Some of the paint has begun to peel away, though, and light struggles through where it can. You can see that behind the paint, the windows are a stained glass and each depicts a story. In just one place, the light is strong. It bursts through a small section of the window on your left, through a rectangle at the top that seems to be like a title. It says, Darkness Hides Peace. And through the word peace, a beam of light, brighter than all the rest, forms a line on the floor in the centre of the room, about an arm's length long, pointing towards two of the corners in the church. Um, we've dealt with these windows before, so we'd like to smash the windows, please. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I would very much like to see... What is on the windows? I'd like to walk up to the windows and... and smash them. Roll for perception. Put your fist through it. Kick them. Kick. Well, I think at this stage it's all about who gets there first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am. Flip. Freya, Freya done. Roll. Go. 20. No, really. <laughs> I throw gust at her and run towards the window. Um, there's three things I guess you can investigate at this stage and we can do an investigate check for that. The first would be... The skeleton priest. Yeah, I want to see him. Shut the second, be, second thing would be the light on the floor. And the third would be the stained glass. So Not we can do thing, things. the glowy thing in the hand? Well, that would be under, that the, would be under, under the, the, priest. the priest, I would say. Priest, okay. All right, I'm going to walk over to the priest and then I'm going to take the gem and put it in me. So Vinny comes out. I love how you've decided it's a gem. Give me a perception. No, give me an investigation at this stage. Let's see how you go, Sherlock. <gasps> 10. 14. Not too bad. Uh, it's fairly clear that in your past you've probably scoped out a few places to rob them before. Uh, it's not a gem. It's three pieces of glass. And so it they, was a gem. It's not a gem. It's still not a gem. <laughs> a broken gem. It's never been a gem. So we put it back together, it will be a gem. <laughs> uh, it's three pieces of glass and they oh, have... Is this a game? <laughs> Are we doing a puzzle now? It's not been real life since we started. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> it's a fantasy role playing game. All right, so the three pieces of glass have words on them. Oh, it is one a game. says light, another one says love, and the other one says life. And now that I see them I all together. I thought live, love, love. I know, I realise it's. <laughs> what a missed opportunity! <laughs> the priest of a little gas comes through. It's for the house. <laughs> uh, those are the three words you can see written on a piece of glass in his hand. They look like pieces of stained glass. Okay, what I need to do? Pick them up. Pick them up. I'll pick them up. Pick them up. Cool. There's not much else to notice about the priest. Does he have any weapons? Like a knife that I could have? No, he seems like he doesn't have any weapons whatsoever. Uh, But he does actually seem to make a a noise when you are close to him, Uh, like the wind brushing past him, and you hear uh, reverse and dig. Reverse and dig. That's, That's what you think you hear. Let's dig some graves. Up. Yeah, I think we gotta dig up some graves. That should go well for you if you just go and start randomly digging up graves. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. not many people left in this town. I mean, <laughs> well, it's not above the ground. Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> oh, do they, oh. Okay, two other things to investigate. I want to look at the stained glass. You want to look at the stained glass, please? Um, there are four windows, and they are heavily covered up. You'd have to tear away some of the the paint or chip it off. And you could, you know, how paint sometimes just peels away in one. Oh, that's so satisfying. We all love that. So you start feeling it away and going, maybe this is bad because we're opening up all these windows with the light to come through again. And you're like, yeah, but it feels so Mm. good. (laughs) Very satisfying. (laughs) So you start peeling it away. Um, 
Doing so reveals the story of the stain, which is partially animated if you move your head from <gasps> side to side. You know those, I think they're called lenticular <gasps> images? Yes. So if you move your head sideways, all yeah. you stand there swaying backwards and forwards. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> um, I was always really bad at those, and those magic eye things, oh, I was rubbish at those. Um. Um, but uh, you can see as you're peeling away, uh, give me another perception check and we'll see if you can tell anything else. Is everyone looking at the same one now? We've all gone on. Three, seven, twelve. And it was perception check, so not really noticing anything. When you look at the first one, you can see light piercing through this stained glass window, or at least in the image on the stained glass window, through specks in the top of the glass, but the rest is almost entirely dark, yet quite vivid. There are splatters of blue and a celestial purple, deep red wine colours and a nebulous violet, and they form colours of the night that look upon the land below in the image. Thin lines of gold streak down from the specks, forming hands that wrap themselves around the mountains. And they move as you turn your head, caressing the peaks, holding them dearly, it would see. There is no sun, no moon, just earth and sky. And that's the one that they are, that says at the top, darkness hides peace. Mm. Oh, this is old mate's parents. That would be a pretty good assumption, yeah. Because he lives in the shadows. So that would be light. Well, it's already got the word peace in it, but it clearly looks as though it, just like these pieces, the word peace has been placed next to darkness hides peace and locked into place on that stained glass window. You're saying those individual like words are on pieces of glass that are similar to the pieces of glass that old mate's holding where they could almost be slotted in and out of the window. That is precisely what I would be thinking from here. Darkness hides peace? Darkness hides peace. Now, is that peace as in P-E-A-C or peace as in is hiding a piece of I mind? mean, I'm tricky, but I'm not going to be that cruel. <laughs> I mean, that was worth checking, to be honest. <laughs> that is exactly what I would do. It's kind of bullshit you'd pull. <laughs> okay, I'd like to smash that one and move on to the next. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's just hold up. Sweet. Yeah. Here I am. Next window. In the next window, uh, mountains rise into the deep blue of the night. There are great shadows fighting what little light is thrown from the distant stars, mm. and the earth would be no more than dark edges and shapes if it weren't for the patches of snow sparkling like the occasional glint of a gem. But now a gem? <laughs> Where's the <a> gem? Uh, <laughs> you can't say that word. <laughs> but now there are people... They turn their heads to the slightest light, like flowers looking for life, like children looking for love. At the top of this window it says, space, needs, and then there's a gap. But the space where the last word goes has been carefully removed. Ah, uh, space, need, light. Can we put the, can we put the light one in there, please? Uh, you can. Space needs light. Space needs love. Space needs life. Life, maybe, instead? There's people... But also they're, they're fighting with the stars, which is light. Anyway, all right, that's all right. Space needs blank. All right, window three, please. Maestro. <laughs> In the third window, the mountains are dark. Ooh. Jagged silhouettes losing their definition as brilliant new light pushes the night aside and carelessly slings an array of oranges and yellows and pinks across a new heavenly palette. And the people below cheer and the people below pray and they throw themselves to their knees before the light. They hurl their hands towards the promise of paradise and the light grows. At the top of this window, it says, time finds. But again, the space where the last word goes has been carefully removed. Time so finds. Space needs, time finds. And your only options are the life, love. Live, laugh, laugh. Live, laugh, laugh. <laughs> which I really regret not doing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's a really nice looking so this church. this is telling the story of the shift in religion. Yeah. Yeah. As they started worshipping the light. Yes. Gotcha. I'm also now wondering, like, if he had 
taken those pieces out and it's now a skeleton, maybe we shouldn't be putting them back Mm. Yeah, maybe he did this for a reason. But I do want to know what's in the fourth one, so fourth one, sir! There is almost no darkness in the stained glass of the last window. A radiant globe dominates the top of the frame. Wide streaks of light beat down upon the land. One such streak appears as a spear or blade that hurls itself deep into the mountainside, tearing a hole. Here is where the last of the darkness stays, as the light retreats, but a scar remains. And here is where a child clings to a tiny shadow and curses the light. Dawness. At the base of the window it says, fear ends, but the space where the last word goes has been removed. Fear ends. Dawness. The father and the uh, earth had a child, Dawness, so he's a demigod. Uh, They had a child and they wanted him to have friends. So they made people, but the people prayed for the light instead. And so the sun, when you pray for God in D&D, in fact, there's a God that exists simply because people started thinking it existed. And it's some sort of frog God. And the more people believed in it, the more the God became real. It's like Tinkerbell. Sim- similar to Tinkerbell, yeah. I do yeah, believe in just... fairies. I do. <laughs> I do. So the God in this one, um, uh, the God in this one is the sun, which got brighter right. and brighter and pushed away the Aww. two, two love the two gods who loved each other and, and made fewer shadows for Dornus to survive in. So you got pushed further and further into the shadows. And then he became an asshole. So centuries okay, of neglect so the will do sun, that to you. <laughs> fine. Childhood trauma. I mean then they killed his mother before his very eyes, so Yeah. That spear in the mountain. Yeah. Is that all it took a spear in a giant mountain? It wasn't a spear, it was, it was a light. spear of light from the sun. Ah, <gasps> oh, that sparked. So now you know why he hates the world, or at least hates what's happened. Fear ends love. Time finds life. Space needs light. Space needs not light. Not light. Space needs love. Yeah. Time finds love, I think. Fear ends love. No. (laughs) Did we actually have any solid answers on this? (laughs) I know what it is. Yeah, we know that. We're asking for it. Would like our work checked, please? <laughs> I'm looking at the descriptions of the windows, like sparkling snow. People turn their heads towards the light as if it was life. Space needs either life or light. And darkness hides peace isn't one. Like, it's just done. That one was already locked in. It's already there. From the, from the part that says darkness hides peace, the light comes straight through where it says peace and, and forms like a straight line in the floor. Uh, didn't really investigate that before. No, we did not. Uh, investigate. Uh, when you go over and look at the oh. light, uh, you can see that it just, as I said, it's a little straight line, but it makes your eyes look at the point, directions it's kind of pointing. In each of the four corners of this room, there are little things called orbries. Orbries. No, they're not. They're called ombries because I looked it up. Orbries. Ombries, which are now called orbries. Um, <laughs> and ombries basically apparently a religious word for like a thing you can lock things up in. A little place you can put things in. There are four of them, one in each corner. Ah, we'll go smash them. Smash them. Go and have a look at them if you want. Yeah, or just smash go. them from where you are. Go and have a look. Yeah. Uh, which one? There are four to choose from. I mean, we could divide and conquer, couldn't we? Yeah. All right, so you check the two points that it's going to if you're going to split up. Yeah. Uh, give me a... Well, this, this is not going to require a check at all. At the base of one of them is a pile of ash. A large amount of it, really. I'm going to go and say a person-sized amount of ash. Uh, that one is open. And there is nothing inside. Mm. Oh, so someone's opened it and turned to ash. Yeah, let's not open the other one. Let's smash it. <laughs> <laughs> what did it look like? Um, 
elaborate uh, for a place that's meant to again look like a humble church. So a little bit golden, a little bit you know nice around the edges and everything like that, but sturdy. So they wouldn't be something you could get into easily. Okay. They don't even have a lock on them. Yeah. You can just open them. But we're not going to because I think Freya is quite on the money there. It's they're all full of gems, Freya. Full of gems. <laughs> full of spiders, I like Freya. Gems. Full of spiders. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Smashing them didn't work. Can we can we just um, start randomly placing these words into the little spaces? Is it like, <laughs> randomly. Good idea, yeah. Is it not a trial? So yes. Good idea. Um, <laughs> I'd be trying to get it right the first time. Well, Obviously, we're going to try. Can we go to the other two cranberries? Cranberries? Corners? Ombries. Ombries. There's only two. There's one that was open, one that's still shut yeah. that you've looked at, and there are two other ones that are also still I'll shut. I'll take one for the team. I'll open it. Maybe you should use your <laughs> Can she use her sword of deception to kind of flick it open and duck out of the way in case whatever gets her doesn't just automatically kill you, but it, it is in front of, you're in front of it? Shields. Look, sometimes Don't people try it. to make it as clear as possible that if you do this wrong, you're going okay, to so be maybe we should killed. Just do it. Okay, so we won't do it. Fine. Space needs light. What about life? Because, like, think about the order of things. Like, there's, like, darkness hides peace and, like, plus dawnness was in the dark or whatever. Darkness And hides. then there were people... And then there was light, and then, like, the light separated his, his mum and dad or whatever. Yeah, so fear and lo- fear and love. What did the which, priest say? What, what did the priest say? Oh, he did. He, he said reverse and dig. Like reverse the words? Like as in oh. love. Life needs space. Light. Life needs space. Darkness hides peace. That sounds good. All right, what's the next one? Life needs space. Yes. And the other one? Light Finds time. No, I don't like it. Can we stop those, those two? Life needs space. Love finds time. Light ends fear. Which I quite like the, like, love need love finds time, like you find time for your loved ones. Life needs space because you need to grow food and all that stuff. Like, that's a really logical. And light ends fear because of the sun. Because he lives in the shadows. Yes. Mm. And if we're a church and they're praying for the light, that checks out. Yeah, it checks out. As you put each of these bits of glass in place, a new bit of light comes through each one and goes to the same place on the floor from before and slowly forms an arrow (laughs) towards one of the ombres. Open it. Don't open it. Open it. Open it? Yes, I don't reckon Piled of Ashes thought to do the puzzle because the pieces were in old mate's hand. You're right. The other guy did not do the puzzle properly. He was like, oh, cool, it works straight away, and then went and died. Ah, uh, yeah. And yep. possibly the priest didn't say oh. anything to him when you went up close to him, the whole reverse. So maybe these have, so one of them has something that we need to be looking for. And the well, other one's it's an arrow, right, death. pointing towards one or of them. Or should we go to the other one? Because it says to go to this one. <laughs> <laughs> reverse the arrow. Go oh, we'll just go to this one. <laughs> should we just go to where the arrow is? All I'm doing, just for people at home, all I'm doing is pulling faces. I, I actually am trying to give as little help as possible. Well, then don't look at us. <laughs> okay, so you're going to the one away from where the arrow points. Like I had said initially. You did say that, and then Corey made a face. And because this is a podcast, it's recording, and people will know I said that. <laughs> I'm editing, so I will cut that bit out. And <laughs> uh, okay, you open it, and inside uh, you see a pile of vines. And as soon as they, uh, as soon as you open that, uh, are you all walking over to have a look at it, or are you staying where you are? What are you doing? And why all die? 
So you're staying yeah, in the distance. Yeah, I'll just do it on my own. As, as you open it, the vines lurch out straight past Freya and towards Karin. And God Karin, where did you put the rock you found <gasps> earlier on? Oh, my magic rock. Glowy rock. Sorry, I put it in my knapsack. All right, you see it fly in. It's got to do a bit of work to try and get inside and see the vines crawl and sneak their way inside the bag. Well, all of the vines are now entirely in there. They've gone into the bag. Yeah. Now, okay. what's in that box now? It's empty. We just gained some vines. Cool. I'm going to take the bag off my back <laughs> on the ground and be like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, hey, Morgan. <laughs> Can I get some light over here? Yeah, what do you expect me to do? Just like put a flame ball up so I can see in the back. Can I do that? Because I would really love to be able to do that. Yeah, sure, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, and then just in case too, they get um, violent and aggressive. Uh, she can just. Well, so then you can ready an action. Remember, we did that before. You can say, I'm prepared. So I guess you're saying if the vines jump back out of the bag, you're going to throw the firebolt at them. Yes, but not at the bag. We need the, we need the bag. <laughs> so you're very clearly not trying to burn the bag or throwing a firebolt into the bag and burning not stuck at all. the giant Any snail. part of the vine that comes out of the bag, yes, I will ready in action for that. But I'm not risking our endless supply of underwear. I would never. Fair point. Or the mayor's hand. You can see the vines have uh, wrapped themselves around the rock and formed a, an amulet. Ooh. So that you could, obviously you could wear. I'm going to uh, wear it. And this is the same amulet you saw when you had your memory of your father before. He was wearing an amulet and he gave that to Morris Redman to help lead the people out of the forest. Ooh. Oh, nice. And as soon as you touch it. A memory. A memory. Hi, I'm Michael and I deliver the eulogy for Edril Saven. But they are not dead. Those who have passed. They linger on in hope pain, in joy, and inside. They wait for us, not to join them, not to become them, but to deliver them unto their new homes. To deliver them unto the destiny they deserved, not the one they received. They wait for you. So rise, my friend. Rise beyond all fears beyond the boundaries you've accepted. Find a new home for your ardent souls. Wait no more. Okay, so that's what happened when I touched the rock. Yes. Which is now an amulet. Do you remember the name Edril? My father. This is the church where his... Eulogy was. Eulogy was held. Uh, But he's saying that I feel like he's not being metaphorical or biblical when he says that they're waiting for us. I think he's being literal, waiting for their new home. So they're not looking to be brought back, but to the destiny they deserve would be like, I guess, a version of heaven or peace, not like what they're probably suffering right now, which would be limbo. So I'm going to pop that necklace on. Uh, It feels very heavy for a second as though the rock is meant to remind you of the duty you know, of wearing this amulet. Uh, and then it, the, light, the weight fades just a little bit and you stand back comfortably. Right, so that was meant for me. Oh. And for the right person to wear it, I guess. It's me. <laughs> it's me. The, you know, the person who's learned how to lead after failing abysmally uh, in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it right this time. I've had 400 years to think about it. Um, and so my calling is to find peace for my people. The souls in the mountain, the is that? 
It's very sweet. Thank you. Right. To find peace for your people. But how could the priest talk to him? Because it's just Dungeons and Dragons. We're in a magical universe, Freya. Sorry, you can change into a giant snail and endless bag of items. You can change into other people. I can shoot fire. I can turn to a bear. Something not adding up. Tattoos that allow you to speak to people over great distances sometimes, but only if you've almost died. Yes. Portals. Time travel. Anyway, for no reason at all, the priest again goes, reverse and dig. Again. Yep. I just wanted to make sure that Indy was well aware that the priest had said more than just reverse. Right, so I guess we should start digging. We should start digging. Well, we can have a look at um, the gravestones outside and see if there's anything that... Because I need to get rid of this Vinny bastard. To... Yeah, he's agitated. Yeah, quickly. All right, let's go to the graveyard. There's a graveyard outside, There's a graveyard there? outside, yeah. What are you looking for? Can I roll perception and read the gravestones? Okay, sure. You don't seem very enthusiastic. This is not right. Call 20! Finally, a decent roll. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> been rolling that great, Sabi. Strangely, the absolute first one you check oh. <laughs> uh, is the one with uh, the stone carving of a woman lying uh, it's, uh, across um, across the grave as if she uh, is lamenting whoever is buried beneath that. Uh, and the gravestone itself says Edril Savin. It, there are plenty of other graves here. You did My just dad. check that one first. Hold it. Yeah, we're going to dig. I mean, oh, hold on. Corinne, are you okay to dig up the grave of your father? Um, look, I'm feeling a little emotional, so I guess you guys should probably do the digging. I just need some time to reflect and think. So I think it's best if you guys take care of this. And I'm just going to... Are you just up. trying to get out of the digging? No, I'm very distraught. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, but also you sort of made it look like you're like, also, I don't like doing... My nails would break if I do the hard. My Jimmy Chews. <laughs> they don't like the dirt. Um, can you ask the backpack of holding for some shovels? Well, he can be a little bit iffy, but I'll ask. <laughs> hey, bag of holding. Again. You've been quite busy today. Months you didn't speak or say a word. (laughs) Well, to be honest, I forgot about you for a while. (laughs) Because, bag, I'm usually quite drunk and I forget about a lot of things that happen. Anyway. What can I help you with? We're going to need, please, three shovels. Uh, Indeed, uh, three shovels appear. Okay. Oh, what are the odds? Awesome. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty good, actually. I mean, it depends on the quality of what you're looking for. All right. The harder the thing is you look for, the more unlikely it is you'll get the exact yeah, thing you're asked for. So don't just start going. I'd like some more gems, please, because they're <laughs> rare. Whatever. A couple of shovels didn't seem too too uh, too hard. All right, girls. Should we start digging? Yeah. Go for it. This isn't Steve. hard soil. Strange enough, you can just dig away, dig away, dig away, and it doesn't take too long before uh, you notice with just one of the throws of the of soil, uh, glint flies through the air. Right, and you see, it is a gem. <laughs> oh, I would love a purple gem. That's mine. <laughs> Who's going to get to it first? The purple gem lands on the ground. Freya's love of gems seems to win out. Yep, she flicks through the air and catches it before it hits the ground. Nice. And I love is it. currently holding... Superman pose. Catwoman. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Catwoman. She's hot too. Um, As awesome. you hold the gem in your hands, you wonder what it could mean. It glows lightly, a purple pulse. You kneel over the hole you dug in the grave of Edril Savin as wolves howl in the distance. What if it's his soul? That's them, says a voice. <gasps> And it looks as though we'll have to add grave robbing to the list of charges. Oh, Menteith. I hate Menteith. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Menteith pushes forward through a group of 20 soldiers. Careful, men, he says. They are quite dangerous. Now, ladies, lower your weapons. This is a fight you cannot win. Oh, yes, it is. Or run from. 
Uh, through the shadows, even more soldiers begin to surround you. Thank you, Randy. <gasps> Queen will be most thankful. You dick! Randy Buck. I'm just putting next to his Randy name. Buck. I know Randy who you Buck. are. We've got his business card and we are going to find you. Ladies, I told you business has been slow. <laughs> I am so appalled. I've just written <laughs> next to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next to him. So A magical bit blocks what you were going to say. And Randy leaves to fight another day. Um, we're all in agreement, right? The second that we're able to get Randy, we're going to... F- oh, we're going to oh, yeah. him up. Randy is going to feel... I liked him. I don't know about rat. you. I thought he was quite like <laughs> The shock, however, of the buck betrayal gives the soldiers time to bundle you all up, take your weapons and items, and launch you into a large metal carriage. The things are locked in chests and raised to the roof. Four women each wearing metal cat masks, <gasps> appear to be your oh. new guards, and they nod to Menteith as you pull away. In the distance, you see two thin silhouettes leaping and bounding across rooftops <gasps> as the carriage leaves the city in the east. Carol rise. And that's where we end our story. Who is it? I just said that's where we leave our story. Oh, that's the end of the episode. You gotta play the song, otherwise it's not the end. Yeah. It's not the end if he doesn't play the song. Oh, no, I can't even go to sleep at night if he doesn't play the song. Yeah. I'm not leaving him. In fact, I, I make him song. call me every night to play the song so I can sleep. <laughs> Don't worry about them. I'm sure they'll be fine. It's just a sudden ending. It happens all the time. So maybe there's danger or just a clever line. But don't worry about them. I'm sure they'll be fine. Right? That's how you know it's the end. <laughs>